Buenos días, ¿cómo están? Espero que estén bien hoy en esta mañana y si es verdad que Cristo es el centro de nuestras vidas, el Pastor Rod o el Pastor Ryan van a venir ahora para traducir al inglés. Maybe Lynn. Yeah. Hey, good morning. I'll translate what I just said. <laughs> Good morning, hope you're doing well. And I just said that Pastor Ryan or Pastor Rod might come, maybe, or maybe Lynn will come and translate what I just said, but they did not get up, so I'm gonna have to switch my brain now. Oh, you don't have your mic, okay, okay. I don't know, Brady, can you put some Spanish words or English, whatever? Hey, it's so good to be here, and uh, man, praise the Lord for what he's already doing uh, in our midst. And, uh, Hey, Gospel Hope Espanol, some of our folks uh, are here among you, and we praise the Lord uh, for that. And uh, next month, Gospel Hope Espanol will be celebrating uh, their first year anniversary, so we're excited about that. And uh, we just praise the Lord for what he's been doing actually for about a year and a half now, because a year and a half ago, we started, we started our uh, Gospel Hope Espanol community group, and then we started translating our... Um, the services from English to Spanish when we were uh, in the gym, and now we are actually uh, a year now that we have launched Gospel Hope Espanol. So what we're going to do is we're going to share a video about three minutes, and then I'm going to be talking through the picture so you get an idea of what you're going to see uh, on the screen. So that was our first interest meeting that we did about a year and a half uh, ago. And uh, that was actually one of our first uh, community groups that we did. Then uh, the Lord uh, gave us that room on the other building and then uh, we started to uh, turn it down, clean it up and making it ready for uh, what you, many of you have seen today. Uh, that was a lot of work from churches, from uh, our own people. Did a lot of work. Uh, that was us getting ready for our, our lunch. And uh, that was the invitation that we put out there, Gospel Hope Espanol. Um, and uh, we wanted to see families come. That's the, that's the room now that the Lord has given to us. Uh, Pastor Steve and Stephen, uh, great helpers to Gospel Hope Espanol. Uh, that was our very first Sunday about a year, about a year ago. And the Lord gave us a great time together. Uh, that was one of uh, our reach uh, picnics that we did uh, at a park, uh, taking families out uh, for lunch. That was our very first uh, Gospel Hope Espanol lunch that we did here, and the Lord gave us a great time. Uh, a ladies fellowship uh, that we did, the ladies uh, praying in, in the room. This is uh, one of our two community groups that we have going on Wednesday nights. Uh, that is a picture right after one of our services. That's Megan visiting one of our Spanish families from uh, Guatemala. Uh, that's uh, recently one of, our, one of our services. So the Lord has given us uh, a great group together. Uh, that's during the worship time. Uh, that is our first uh, ladies uh, fellowship that we did a few, about a, about a month ago. Uh, that was uh, Generations or Generaciones, the ladies joining that. Uh, that was our Christmas outreach 
that we were able to do as part of, as we continue to see the Lord uh, working in all of our hearts. And we like to say, somos enviados. We are, or you are sent. So just like you said at the end of each service you are sent, we like to have that phrase also, somos enviados, gospel hope, espanol. Queremos manifestar la esperanza reconciliadora del evangelio. We want to display the reconciling hope of the gospel. So I just want to say thank you to, uh, to Gospel Hope. Thank you for investing uh, in us. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, many, of you, many of you come on a weekly basis and say, hey, we're praying for you. Hey, how's, how's it going? What can we do for you? So uh, in behalf of Gospel Hope Espanol, thank you so much for what you have done in and through us. Well, this morning I want to take you to um, want to take you to a text in in God's Word. So, if you have your Bible, let's go to Second Timothy uh, chapter one. Second Timothy chapter one, and we're going to be uh, looking at a few verses <clears throat> in that in that text. And uh, when Pastor Ryan uh, asked me to preach and share it. Um, this Sunday, for Sin Sunday, I, I pray and ponder what the Lord wanted me to speak to you. And for some reason, the Spirit of God uh, took me to this text, to this passage. And uh, just, just give it to me and, and praying because I believe this passage in 2 Timothy chapter 1 is not only going to challenge us this morning, but, but I hope and I've been praying that will move us, that will motivate us to courageously go and do missions. So follow along as I read 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, look at verses uh, 5 uh, through 8. Paul tells Timothy, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and, and in your mother Eunice, and now I am convinced is in you also. <clears throat> Therefore, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on my of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. And look at verse 8. So, don't be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Instead, shared in suffering for the gospel, <clears throat> relying on the power of God. And the title of the message this morning is simply this. Ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. Father, thank you for your word, and I pray that you take your truth and apply it to our life, that we may be ready, set, and go on missions. In Jesus' name we prayed, amen. In March of 1981, the movie Chariots of Fire was released to the public. And it was all about this guy named Eric Liddell. He was a Scottish runner, rugby player, and a Christian, a missionary. He was born in China to a Scottish uh, missionary parents, and then he attended boarding school near London, and then eventually he went on to attend the University of Edinburgh. But not only that, this guy named Eric, he was an outstanding athlete. 
He says that when he was in the University of Edinburgh, uh, Liddell became well known for being the fastest runner in Scotland. And newspapers starting to, to carry his stories and, and made articles to the point that in 1924, Eric went to the Summer Olympics Games in Paris. Not only that, he won the gold and bronze in the 400 and 200 meters race. And, and, and some people said that he ran like that, like you see in the, these pictures, kind of like looking up to heaven because he knew that even though he was running for the world to see him, he wasn't thinking like that. He said, even when I was doing that, I knew I was running and competing for the Lord. <clears throat> but as you read more of his story, you know that uh, Eric was always ready and prepared to compete. And listen, by the time he got to the stadium, he was ready, he was set to go. Man, and, and as you think about the story, listen, I want all of us to see from this passage in 2 Timothy that as believers, as Christians, we are ready, we are set, and we should be going. Because look at again verse 8. I mean, Paul, Paul, Paul tells uh, Timothy, Timothy, so don't be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord or me. Go, share it, participate in suffering for the gospel, relying in the power of God. And, and if you know a little bit of the context, you know that Paul wasn't changed because of his faith. You know that Paul wrote this to his son in the faith, Timothy. You know that Paul wrote here at the end of his life and at the end of his ministry. And Paul knew more than anyone else and Timothy that he has gone through a lot of trouble in his life. He has gone through a lot of hardships in his life, difficult times, persecutions, false teachers. And Paul is encouraging Timothy and let him know that he is going to face the same. But listen, just as Paul knew and told to Timothy that as a believer, as a pastor, as a leader, as a someone with influence, he will need it to hear these words. And there's no different for us today in this world. Dangers, hardships, trials, difficult times, persecutions, and those against the gospel of Jesus Christ will come against us. But remember, with all that, as believers, as Christians, we are ready, we are set, and we should be going. So if I can give you one thought, this morning it is, we must live on call. We must live on call. You know, it's like when you're waiting for the phone call and you cannot get away from your, your phone and you keep it on you all the time because you know that you are waiting for that. As believers, we must live on call. So let me give you three reasons why we should do it. Number one, we must, you must live on call, ready to share your faith. Ready to share your faith. I mean, look at verse five again. Paul says, I recall your sincere faith 
And at the end of the verse, Paul tells Timothy, I am convinced is in you also. And the question is, what is Paul talking about here? Or the faith in Jesus Christ. That's what is Paul talking about here. A sincere faith. Not a fake one, but a real one. A true faith. A genuine faith in Jesus Christ. And, and Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, you have given to you the grace of God. The gospel, not only for salvation, but now the faith is in you. So for us today, you and I need to be ready to always share our faith that we have in Christ that has given to us. Listen, not just for us to have it, but we should go out and spread the good news of the gospel. And then it's super interesting because if you go down to verses 9 and 10, Paul kind of describes the gospel for Timothy. He says, verse 9, listen, he, will sa he has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. This has now been evident through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Timothy, that is exactly the gospel, life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that power, that gospel, Timothy, is in you. And listen to me, my friends, it is in you if you have believed Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's why we should be ready to share our faith anywhere God has placed us. Should be no excuse for us as believers. And the same way that Paul is reminding Timothy, as a pastor, as a leader, as a believer, it is the same thing for us because I, I like this phrase, it is in you. So it doesn't matter where we go. Whether you're doing missions locally or globally, it is in us, a faith that cannot be taken away. A faith that we carry with us wherever we go. Listen, every believer is a missionary. Every believer is in the mission of the gospel. I remember when I was, when I was younger, my dad took me to a trip to the other side of the island. We were right in the border with Haiti. And all we did was gospel work. And I remember this guy in our group, we gathered together. There was a bunch of people, some were climbing up on a tree, and he is just sharing his faith. He's telling people about Christ, death, burial, and resurrection. And there is life and there is hope in Jesus Christ. I remember when I moved here to the States for college, going on local missions trips here in the U.S. I remember when we were living in Guam in the Pacific, doing gospel work in Micronesian islands. And I remember specifically going to the island of Chuk with some men from our school. And we got into the church that we were gonna do some gospel work. And suddenly at night, we hear this boom, boom, boom. And some of the local guys go, don't go out, 
do not go outside. They know we're here. And they started to, to throw in rocks at the church, knowing that we were there. I mean, I remember doing a missions work in the island of Antigua and the Virgin Islands and going there with a missionary group to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why Paul tells Timothy in verse 8, do not be ashamed of the gospel. Romans 1:16. for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Man, we got a message to share. We got a faith to be a witness to others. Is going to be easy? No. Will we face dangers? Maybe yes. But we should be ready to share the faith that has given to us. We must live on call. Ready to share our faith. But number two, you must live on call, set to make an impact. Look at verse six. Therefore, I remind you to re Kindle the gift of God that is in you. Yes, as believers, we all have been given a gift or gifts to use it for the glory of God. For Paul, yes, Paul had a, a very specific assignment to be a pastor, to be a church leader, to plant churches. For Timothy, a very specific assignment to pastor the church, to be a leader, to appoint leaders, to train others. But listen to me. Every single believer, every Christian in this room, you have a gift. You have a spiritual gift. God has given to you something for you not to store it for yourself, but to use it for the kingdom of God. And Paul is telling Timothy that you need to rekindle, afresh the gift, revive the gift, make it grow, make it bloom, keep it at a full flame. I like to put it this way, keep your gift hot. Keep it hot. Yes, for the edification of the church, yes. But also outside of the church, let's get busy now here before you get busy later out there. Don't, don't just let us sit there. So listen, whatever gift God has given to you, the command is not to waste it, but to use it for his glory. Don't neglect your gift. Look at verse 11. Paul is kind of like giving Timothy another example. He says, verse 11, for this gospel, Paul says, I was appointed a herald, apostle, and a teacher. That was for me, Timothy. What is for you, Timothy? And my question is, what is for you now? I say, oh, I'm not going to be a pastor. Oh, I'm not going to be a teacher. That's not the question. The point is that you have a gift. 
Are you using it for the kingdom? Are you using it for the gospel? Because verse 8, Paul says, Timothy, I want you to share it in suffering for the gospel. Paul is saying here, Timothy, I want, to jo- I want you to join me. I want you to participate with me. The gospel is going to require sacrifice. The gospel is going to require suffering. And Paul is challenging Timothy to join him. And the challenge for us today is, are you said to take the challenge and join God's people for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because you have a faith to share. You're ready to do that as a believer. It's in you. Paul says, Timothy, you are set. Man, you have a gift that God has given to you. Keep using it for him. Keep using it for God's glory. And it is the same, same thing for us today. Man, I remember back in 1997... Three students from a college up north, they came down to the Dominican Republic. I was 17 years old at that time. And they came for a mission trip, and they were part of our youth group for about a week. Megan was on that trip. I can tell her the story later if you want to take me out for coffee or lunch. But listen, one week, and they made a huge impact in our youth group. I wish I can show you a picture of men and women that came to the front at the end of that week that have surrendered their life for, uh, for Jesus. Really interesting, a lot of you know Carlos. Carlos is partnering with Manuel, and they planted Ciudad de Gracia in the Dominican Republic. Carlos and I, the Lord saved us the same time, and the Lord called us to ministry the same time during this week in 97 for full-time ministry. Man, and still today, you go among our, our youth group, they're already old, a little bit older, but you ask them, hey, do you remember 1997? Andy, Ethan, and Chris, yes. Yes, I remember them. Those three guys that came from the States and, and they were hanging out with us and they were preaching to us daily for five days to surrender our life, our life for, for Christ. Yes. And then, this is the cool part. Seven years later, I attended to the same school. And I'm like, it would have been cool if I can take three students and do a missions trip to the Dominican Republic. And that's exactly what we did. I talked to three of my friends. I said, man, this is what happened in 97. Do you want to come with me? on a missions trip, and I think it was like 2004, 2005, I took him down to the DR and they did missions work. And he changed their life forever. Listen to me, going on a missions trip will expand your view of God, will give you a right perspective of yourself, will maximize your gift. You're gonna encourage others. You're gonna minister to others. You're gonna bless others. You're gonna make friends for life. But listen, you have no idea the impact that you can make unless you go yourself or maybe send someone else. You have no idea the impact that a missions trip will do even in your own life. 
that you might be thinking, oh, the Lord wants me to go to business and, and open a store and, and, and do that for the rest of my life. You go on a mission trip, God changes your life completely, and now you come back to the States and you're thinking, maybe God wants me to, to be a pastor. Or maybe God wants me to be a full-time teacher. Maybe God wants me to get more involved in my church. You have no idea what a missions trip will do to you unless you go yourself. Maybe it's not a big trip for you. We have all kinds of opportunities for all of us. But you got to start somewhere. You're set. Just, just go. That's why you and I must live on call. And then number three, not just live on call, ready to share your faith. Said to make an impact, but lastly, you and I must live on call by going in the confidence of the Spirit. Look at verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Because of our salvation, we have received power from God, and it is not a natural or a human power. It is a supernatural power because the Spirit of God lived in us as believers. So we should not be coward. We should not be fearful, embarrassed, afraid, or timid because we have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And he, yes, he has given us a new heart, a new desire, a new sense of his presence. But listen to me, but also a heart and a desire and a sense for us not to live and fear. Satan wants us to live in fear. Maybe words from family or friends that will might put fears in our hearts and in our minds. But listen, we have a confidence in the Spirit of God. And Paul here tells Timothy, Timothy, remember God, your Savior, the one that have placed a faith in your heart, the one that has given you a gift to rekindle, to keep using it for his glory. Remember this, you have a supernatural spirit that lived within you, and it is not a fear, but it's a spirit of power. In other words, the ability to do what you cannot do in your strength. It is a supernatural power for God to use you for his glory. It is a power, not only the ability to do what God has called it to do, but also a spirit of love, agape love, compassion, and mercy. So as you go in the confidence of the Spirit, you not only know that Christ is with you, but you can now exercise mercy and compassion when you don't want to show compassion. Because I promise you, when you sign up, and here, here's our prayer as pastors and staff, that we will have to open up more trips because everybody wants to go. But when you go on the mission field, your heart is going to be 
either already open to do what God has given to you, but, or, or God is going to do a work of breaking your heart so you can show mercy and compassion, but also you have a spirit of self-discipline, sound mind, sound judgment, self-control. Because for Timothy, as a pastor, as a leader, yes, he needed all three to deal with so many things in the church. But Paul told him, don't be ashamed. Same for us today. Within our ministry, whatever you do, whatever you go, we need his spirit. And we go in the confidence of the spirit. We do not go alone. Do you remember Jesus when he tells the disciples, hey, don't go yet. Wait for what? For the Spirit. You got to wait. If not, you're going to mess it all up. You got no power. <clears throat> but wait. That's why Acts 1a says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in. And you're going to see that as you go and visit these missionaries in Jerusalem, in old Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Listen, we don't have to wait any longer. We are ready. We are set. And we can go because we have the Spirit of God within us. Listen, missions is hard but it's possible through the Spirit of God. We got a place called Clarkston, 10 minutes from us. That's mission. Your daily business as you go on, if you go out of Georgia, if you go to another country, that's why Jesus says in Luke 4, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captive and recovery of sight of the blind, to set free the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then at the end of Luke 4, verse 43 says, but he said to them, it is necessary for me to proclaim the good news about the kingdom of God to other towns also because I was sent for this purpose. Missions work will be risky. Tons of sacrifices. It's going to take you out of your comfort zone. You're going to be in a place where there's no water. And you're going to have to use a bucket. Right, Pastor Rod? Do you remember that? No electricity. No AC. It's just one fan for maybe 10 people. Traffic is crazy. Language barrier. Different food. Dangers. You say, I don't want to go. That's exactly right. Because we go with the confidence of the Holy Spirit. And he will help us at that time. That's why verse 12, look at verse 12 of 2 Timothy 1. Paul's again just explaining to Timothy and giving illustrations. And that is why, Timothy, this is why I suffer these things. 
but I am not ashamed because I know whom, whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to guard what he has been entrusted me until that day. I was at a missions conference last week and this guy, I don't know, maybe in his early 60s, he's sharing, he's in Ecuador and he's saying what the Lord is doing through them and it is unbelievable. And then he says this, says, you know why I'm in Ecuador right now? He goes, 33 years ago, I took a mission trip. And the Lord changed my life. And I came back to the States and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what do you want me to do? And now he's a missionary, reaching families with the gospel of Christ. And he received 30 teams from the United States every year. 30 to help him do the work of the Lord. But he happened 33 years ago, 30 plus years ago. And I just can't, I, I, I think Paul talking to Timothy. Timothy, my son, don't be ashamed of the gospel, of me. Join me. Participate with me. Remember, Timothy, you have a faith to share. You're set, you have a gift from God. And you can go now in the power of the Spirit. That's why we must live on call. You know, as we conclude, Eric Liddell, he was an amazing runner. But more than that, he was an incredible missionary. He went back to China and he used sports and his gift of teaching to impact many people in China. And people said that at the end of his life, his last words were this. It is complete surrender. It is complete surrender. What Paul is telling Timothy, what God is telling us today, this morning, it is complete surrender. But we are ready, but we are set, and we should be going for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just like this family in 1970s, Robert and Lena Meyer, they were ready, they were set, and they went to the Dominican Republic, started a Bible study, eventually a church, invited my parents, my parents got saved in the 80s, 
I got saved in the 90s. God called me into ministry in the 90s. And, and, and the story continues. Because Mr. and Mrs. Meyer say yes to the Lord. It all started by a couple saying yes to God. So I tell you this morning, Isaiah 49.6, it is not enough for you to be my servant raising up the tribes of Jacob and restoring the protected ones of Israel, but I will, I will, I will also make you a light for the nations to be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Matthew 28, and you can say it with me if you want to. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Are you ready? Are you set? Yes. Just go. Just go. So what do we do next? What do you do next? Number one, pray. Pray. Pray for the Lord to show you, Lord, where do you want me to go this year or next year? What place do you want me to sign up? I like to use three Ps. Pray, pay, and then proceed. Lord, provide. But number two, commit. Put your yes on the table. Don't be ashamed. And then number three, just got to go. Just go. Ready to join, to participate in the gospel. And listen to me. You might say, hey, physically I cannot go right now. You can send someone. By talking to one of us, hey, where is the need? I want to help somebody go. Maybe you're in a season in your life right now that it's just, it's just hard for you to go, and we completely get it. But you might have the means by saying, hey, I might not be able to go right now, but I can send someone to. Pray, commit, and go. This is what I want to do right now. We must leave on call. I just want to give you a couple minutes as Jason plays. And the altar is open. Or you might find you might find somebody else and you want to pray about going on a missions trip. Oh man, I want to represent gospel hope. Yes, praise the Lord. And we want to be faithful and we want to be responsible. We want to do the best job that we can on the mission field, but we are ultimately representing our Lord. So I'm just going to give you two minutes. You want to come and pray? Commit and say, Lord, I am going. I don't know where yet, and I don't know how, but I am going. Oh, you want to pray with somebody else? I'll give you a couple minutes.
join, Lord. We want to. We want to participate. We want to go. Because we're ready. You have given us your faith, your gospel. We are set. You have equipped us for the work of the gospel. Lord, we want to go in the confidence of the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen.